Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of Not For Thought. Yeah, man, episode 20, let's go. I can't believe it. I'm so excited that that I've made it this far. I'm going to keep going. I've missed a couple episodes, but um, yeah, sorry for not uploading on Sunday. I didn't really have anything to talk about uh, psychedelic experience wise and honestly I didn't even realize that I didn't upload until like late at night I was like oh shit actually I think it was Monday that I realized um that I (laughs) didn't upload anything and yeah I was just hanging out playing video games and shit man I didn't really have any psychedelic experiences I smoked a bit of DMT but nothing at all remarkable you know um I'm trying to kind of take a step back um, I don't know, I just, I feel like I want to limit myself, I want to have a little bit more control on how much I'm smoking, because I have so many moments where I just load up a tiny bit into a bowl or something, and it's, uh, kind of abusive towards the DMT, in a way, and I don't think I should be doing that anymore, I shouldn't be doing it at all, in my opinion, for me other people i've heard some people smoke dmt on the daily and they have they're they're fine they have great times on dmt but for me it's um it's abusing it and i i don't know i'm the type of person that the more that i do something you know there's a diminishing value a diminishing return over time with anything and that's definitely the case with drugs anyways today i was thinking we would talk a bit about um some alcoholic experiences i know that that's not really a psychonaut topic it's not at all actually but i have some really really notable experiences and um yeah i think i already had this prepared for a while ago so i just it's like I'm gonna roll with, we'll roll with this podcast today. It's the 20th episode, man. Let's go. Let's talk about some some crazy alcoholic experiences. Again, I know it's not really a psychonaut topic. It's not at all, but it's pretty interesting. I think I have some pretty interesting stories, and I'm only 21. Uh, I'm close to being 22. Yeah, I'm only 21, and I've had some insanely, insanely drunk nights, and just insanely heavy alcoholic experiences. Um, Anyways, yeah, so I've had a lot of family and friends that have drank. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but I've had a couple of family members that have passed away from alcoholism and um i have family members that are in aa and other family members that are still suffering from alcohol addiction so i'm not trying to bring anything negative into this podcast but i just want everybody to be aware that alcohol is pretty dangerous in my experience and um i try and honestly not drink as much anymore because of a lot of these experiences that I'm going to talk about uh, and the fact that my family has suffered so much from it and I've had friends that have suffered from it as well. Fucking I noticed after listening to a couple of my podcasts that I keep clearing my throat in like every other minute in some of my videos and some of my podcasts so I apologize for that because that's fucking so annoying. I had one podcast recently where every there was one part where I was straight up just coughing into the fucking mic and I didn't even like say excuse me or anything after. I just ignored it. <laughs> and so I mean, I usually expect to to edit it out. I usually do edit it out. Um there'll be like one or two little <clears throat> or whatever, but uh usually I don't like straight up cough into the mic anyways. So yeah, I apologize for coughing so much not editing it out a little bit better my god yeah anyways um so my first experience with alcohol my first real experience i remember that it was just like it was uneventful man i was like by myself i was bored 
I know that my dad had some some like hard ciders. What a gross first alcohol uh, alcoholic drink. I don't even know if it was hard cider. I don't know what it was. It was fucking nasty. And I drank one, and I w- I remember like wanting so bad to feel it, but I didn't. I remember people saying that like objects and the floor and the wall kind of comes at you a lot faster and you fall all over the place like things just move a lot quicker um and your reflexes are a lot slower and shit which yeah that's definitely true but i just remember hearing that and like wanting to feel that and not and i was like fuck it i'm gonna go get another beer so i drank a whole fucking cider and didn't feel anything which is kind of crazy uh, but maybe it was just because I was so skinny and my body metabolizes shit so fast. I don't know. Uh, so I went and got another one. I got, I think I ended up drinking like a couple shots of gin or something. Something fucking nasty. Whatever my dad had outside. He had like a garage fridge that he would stuff full of crap. Of like alcoholic drinks and that was really it that was really all that was out there was like mixers and alcoholic drinks and beers and stuff so i would just like go into there and rifle through what he had he actually didn't really drink very much and so that's why i had to be really careful about what i that's why i had to drink stuff like gin and hard cider because i knew that was the stuff that my dad like never drank anyways so I ended up getting kind of drunk, and I don't know, it was, it was an alright night, but it kind of sucked at the same time, because I was by myself, and I was just bored, dude. What a horrible way to start drinking, just because you're bored. I don't know. Anyways, and I wasn't with anybody, that's what really sucks. Man, I swear I have friends. <laughs> um, but, actually, later, the first time that I got, like, fucking wasted and completely completely drunk i was 16 um my actually i might have been no yeah i was i was 16 i had a friend that had just turned 17 i believe yeah and it was in october so that would have been 2017 so it would have been a while ago i don't feel like doing math um and I had this crew in high school, I think it was junior year of high school, yeah, I was hanging with this, this crew of pretty, pretty cool dudes, man, I miss that crew, honestly, and, yeah, it was somebody's birthday, and we got fucking drunk, we were dumb, man, we didn't know what the hell we were doing, you know, it was a crew of, like, around probably, I don't know, less, less than ten people, but between, like, five to ten people, I would say, and we were all very underaged at the time underaged underage very underage and we were all like 16 and 17 so we didn't know what the fuck we were doing so we just started like drinking like crazy we just start taking shots and going hard and before we know it there's people like fucking vomiting everywhere and it's a total mess like there's nobody that can drive home and there's only one guy that's sober that had to drive home like fucking six people and people had to leave their cars back like it was a messy messy night i remember i vomited in my fucking hand oh it was so fucking bad dude i was like just sitting on the couch or something and out of nowhere i had I felt like I had to fucking puke, so I start charging to the bathroom, and somebody's, like, washing their hands, and I was like, fuck, man, move, (laughs) and as I said that, I started to fucking puke, and I had to, like, catch it in my hand, because I was right near the fucking toilet, and then I just, like, let it all out right when I got to the toilet, and the guy moved out of the way. Oh my gosh, but it was disgusting. I had puke all over my fucking hand. I remember telling my friend, he was washing his hands, right? And I was like, dude, oh my gosh, I almost just puked all over you. And he was like, oh shit, well, hey, make sure to wash your hands. (laughs) Anyways, it was a fun night, actually. Even though it was, like, insanely drunk, I remember getting home and, like, puking in a fucking trash bag in my room because I couldn't make it to the toilet and I was just oh god I, uh, it was awful that was a really really rough night and we probably didn't drink that much 
you know we probably drank like a couple shots each but we none of us had a tolerance at all or knew what we were doing so who knows if we had any food before we started drinking or whatever you know and some people didn't have it so bad but most of us got like really fucking wasted and not in a fun way I remember when my friend who was the DD pulled up to my house because I was like the last person and I was probably like the most drunk um I remember when he pulled up I I think I said like thanks man sorry for being such a nuisance or something like that and when I said that he just was like dude what (laughs) He, he did not understand what I said I it probably came out like you know it was probably just mumbles I doubt it made any sense well clearly it didn't because yeah he was just like what (laughs) yeah Um, anyways that was a fucking rough night that was the first time getting wasted and it sucked well no it was a lot of fun but then when I got home like I said I, I like puked into a trash bag and got vomit all over my fucking floor I remember it was right before Halloween, so my dad came into my room the next day in, like, this crazy fucking outfit, man. He was in this, like, punk rock outfit. He had, like, he does not have long hair, but he had, like, this wig on, and, oh, man, it was pretty fucking funny, actually. And he walked in and was like, it smells like puking here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's because I vomited in fucking bag all night. And then I used, like... Oh, I didn't even use floor cleaner. I used, like, bathroom cleaner to clean the fucking vomit out of the floor, so of course it didn't work. Anyways, that was pretty, pretty weird time. Um, yeah, so after that, I did not like getting drunk really at all. I remember for a portion of time in high school, I was, like, so against drinking hard alcohol because of shit like that. And it was just so much more unpredictable. When it came to beers, you know, you can feel it out a lot easier. As you're, you know, it takes time to drink a beer. It takes no time to take a shot. And so you can take a bunch of shots and not feel it. And then 20 minutes go by and you're fucking drunk. But that doesn't really happen with beers in my experience. And um, so, yeah. And even now, I try to stay away from hard alcohol for the most part I still drink hard alcohol like a couple times a week (laughs) but um anyways so then I started to drink a lot more in college dude that's when it got fucking bad like when I turned 19 18 19 no 18 I remember that summer like before I went off to college I drank so fucking much. I would come home and have, like, a couple beers a night. And I was 18. For for me, that was unusual. And from all the friends that I have. You know, I, I knew some people. There was one guy that I knew who would straight up drink before he would go to school in the morning. He would get drunk in the morning and then go to school. I don't know how he did that, even now. I don't know how you don't just, like, fall asleep halfway through the fucking day. But for me, coming home and drinking a few beers a night at 18 was unheard of for the people that I was around. Um, yeah, and I also did it a lot more alone, a lot more drinking alone, you know. Because like I said, I would get home after work and then pop a couple beers open and get a little, get a little buzz, you know. But I didn't get too drunk. Like, I wasn't drinking hard alcohol every night, like I said. You know, it was borderline alcoholism at 18 for an 18 year old like uh, an 18 year old should not be drinking three to four to five beers a night um i don't think totally opinionated but in my experience that did i feel like that did damage to my head maybe not and it also definitely tubbed me up that definitely made me gain some weight but anyways i moved up to greeley um, Greeley, Colorado, in the United States, and I met this dude who was a total alcoholic. That's not something that I would ever claim about anybody else other than myself, because I'm a strong believer in not... That's not something that I feel like anybody else but you can 
can claim unless unless you've lived with like I ended up living with this guy and I, I mean he drank a lot he was an alcoholic all right and like I said I wouldn't usually claim that but I lived with him and I mean you learn a lot about a person when you live with them especially for a year and I learned that he was an alcoholic anyways I met him and I knew that he drank a lot but I thought it was mostly just with me and just because he was like a party dude you know anyways um yeah I started to drink a lot more though he was really into hard alcohol and so I started to drink a lot heavier I remember for like a couple months there was like a whole semester where I would hang out with him like every other night we would be drinking every other fucking night which was so unhealthy for me it was just so toxic for my brain and I feel like it gave me so much anxiety and caused a lot of depression as well not to mention I was just a lazy fuck and I would I would have much rather have gone and hung out with him than do homework or anything actually important you know I would have much rather had a beer in my hand than, than do something productive. And that was like the start of my own alcoholism. Anyways, yeah, so one story I thought I would talk about that was fucking crazy. So we were in my dorm. This was, I think, my sophomore year of college. We were hanging out in my dorm, and we drank 99. I think it was... I don't know. I don't know what kind he would get. I don't remember. It was like 99 watermelons or something like that. If you've ever, ever had 99, the the liquor brand, it's really, really strong, harsh alcohol, hard liquor. It's, and it's strong. And we drank like a whole fucking bottle one night on top of beers and shit. Like we were wasted. It was probably one of the most drunk nights I've ever had we were fucked up and anyways at one point I remember I was laying down we were watching TV he was like probably loading up a bowl or something and I go I sit up and all of a sudden I just have to fucking vomit you know so I start charging over to my trash can and I was so wasted I think I just fell like all I remember was getting up like lifting myself up off of the bed and then all of a sudden I was like on the floor next to my trash can and my trash can was like in pieces because it was this plastic trash can so I must have like gotten up and just fell into my trash can it was like across the room right so I must have gotten up fallen over and like slammed into my trash can because I just obliterated the fucking thing and then all of a sudden I was like I must have like blacked out for a quick second or something and then I was I kind of came to and I was like what the fuck dude my trash can's fucked what, what's going on and I remember like jokingly saying because I was so wasted and so, I couldn't move dude I was so fucked up I couldn't stand up and I remember telling my friend like dude you could totally just like kill me if you wanted to like joking you know I don't know why I said it but I was totally joking and fucking wasted and he was like oh like this and he comes over to me and like almost chokes me out I think he was just like trying to be funny and go along with it or something I don't know dude I literally thought he was about to kill me because he, he did it for a little bit and I remember like I, oh my gosh I remember like having to basically like tap him out like dude dude you're choking me you're, you're actually choking me I remember saying that like dude you're you're actually fucking choking me stop it but it was more like you're actually choking me you know because he was he was i couldn't fucking breathe and i remember him like getting off of me and then just like going and sitting back and doing whatever he was doing and i remember just like sitting up and being like what the fuck was that and i was super super wasted keep in mind like i said i was blacking out and shit i fell into my trash can i was I was out of it, but I remember this clear as fucking day because it was scary. I thought he was going to fucking kill me. And I mean, I I kind of asked for it in a way, but I was totally joking and I didn't think he was going to come over and fucking strangle me for a second. That was scary, dude. He straight up came over to me and like grabbed my neck 
and was like choking me out for a second it was pretty scary and like I said, maybe he was just messing around and who knows, maybe he was super fucking drunk and he was like, fucking, I'm going to choke him out for a second. I don't know. I don't know, man. It was scary, though. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, stuff like that didn't happen all the time like that. Like he, he was never violent with me, but I had some really, really scary moments like that kind of all the time. Yeah. So another night that was really fucking scary. I remember we were hanging out at his parents house he was like 26 but covid hit and a bunch of stuff happened and made him move back in with his parents whatever but his parents were gone one night and they had a, a huge fucking house with a pool table in this one room so we were hanging out drinking and smoking in the pool the pool room um and we were drinking a lot i remember drinking beer after beer after shot and I did not eat any food the whole day before and I think I drank probably about a half a bottle of hard alcohol on top of a couple beers and that's just what I remember I was really really fucking drunk and I, at one point I went and puked but I didn't have any food I didn't eat anything so I puked like it was so gross dude it looked like it was like a bunch of black chunks it was so fucking nasty. I puked up like a bunch of these, this like liquidy black shit. It was so gross. I remember telling my sister and my sister said that that was blood too. But after that, I ended up puking. Well, I called my friend over. I remember yelling to my friend, but I was so wasted that it took a couple of tries. <laughs> and then finally he heard me and came into the bathroom and he was like, what man? And I was like, dude, I'm puking blood. And then I puked and it was straight up like it was blood I was straight up puking a bunch of blood with like a little bit of water mixed in or alcohol I guess it was really freaky and I did it like a couple of times and I remember my friend being like dude stop I don't want to go to the hospital stop puking blood it was really bad it was pretty fucking scary that's only happened that that one time and hopefully that's the only time it ever happens Oh my god, man. I remember every time... This doesn't happen for everybody. But I think the fact that I'm a little bit skinnier... Um, I get super shaky in the morning after I drink really, really heavily. I'll wake up the next day and I'll just be like super fucking shaky and jittery. Like I almost can't hold it together. I hate that fucking feeling, man. Ugh, it's so uncomfortable. And I think it's just my body trying to rid itself of... The alcohol that's in my blood but oh my god I hate that and uh, yeah I've had some really really miserable times hanging with that dude and drinking I mean holy fuck he drank so fucking much and got me to join in with him and I was five no I was six seven years younger than him I am six seven years younger than him so I have a little bit less of a tolerance than he does, and I kept up with him, but man, ugh. I didn't really experience hangovers until some of these nights. Well, like I said, I, I got the shakes the next day and felt so anxious, and I would also feel depressed sometimes, and I feel like just not right mentally. And yeah, that was that was the beginning of some more serious hangovers. Because I didn't really have any hangovers for a while. I would feel fine the next day. I could drink again the next day and think nothing about it. But when I started hanging with this dude, man, he got me so drunk that I started having hangovers. Yeah. But um, I've gotten pretty good at this point at gaining control of my drinking. You know? Like I said, I've had some really... Uh, there's so many experiences that I haven't that I didn't talk about in this podcast that have happened or that I've forgotten about you know and to be honest I don't know if this is gonna really get that much attention we'll see if this gets a little bit of attention maybe I'll try and put to put another episode together kind of similar to this one or something I don't know but yeah I'm not honestly very close with that friend who would drink really heavily and like kind of choked me out that one time 
I mean, there's lots of reasons why I'm not friends with him, but the main reason is the fact that he acted so much different when he was drunk. Like, he was the friendliest, nicest dude when he was sober, and then he would do shit like that when we were drunk. Not all the time. That was just an example of the kind of person he would turn into when when we were really fucking drunk. And he was not very pleasant to be around. But then when he was sober, he would be like the nicest friendliest person he was so cool always trying to share shit you know just a well-rounded individual when he was sober but then when he was drunk he was like an asshole and just not fun not fun to be around and he drank a lot and it just kind of ruined the person that he was and i hope he's doing all right honestly I hope he's getting control over his drinking. Or not. I mean, like I said, I don't like to diagnose people on alcoholism. I think that's something you determine on your own. But I lived with this guy for a year. And these stories weren't even from when we lived together. All these stories were from when I lived on my own in the dorms. Um, so, yeah, when we lived together, oh my god. I'm not going to talk about the things that he did, you know, but... Yeah, there were some... He was an alcoholic. He was. He is. And I hope that he's regained his control over drinking or just completely stopped. Because, like I said, he was an extremely cool dude. He was, like, my best friend when he was sober. But then when he would drink, he would just be such a dick. And I honestly... I fed off of that a lot, too. Like, I can't blame it all on him, on why we're not... as close to friends anymore you know i can't just blame it on him because i drank as much as he did it sometimes and i was an asshole too but i mainly fed off of off of the way that he treated me you know and everybody's different on different things you know some people drink and just be like light and nice and in a good mood and all happy and other people drink and they just want to like break shit and fuck shit up and be dicks and stuff you know it just depends on the person i guess so yeah yeah i I don't hang out with him as much anymore and i truly do wish him the best you know um and my drinking constantly goes back and forth you know i'll have a week where i'll drink like a fucking crazy person i'll drink like a lot i'll drink like an alcoholic and what i consider myself to be an alcoholic you know and yeah, because I, like I said, I think everybody has different definitions of, of alcoholism. One person might consider alcoholism like a beer a day. Other people might consider alcoholism like a bottle a day and or a couple bottles a day. And yeah, I have, I don't know, man. <laughs> this isn't necessarily as fun of a topic as usual, I guess. But there's lots of fun experiences that I've had. I guess looking back on this podcast now, it's not as exciting as they usually are. But I'm going to try and end on a positive note and talk a bit about Shambhala for anybody curious. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, I guess that's it on the alcohol experiences. Like I said, that's not all of the experiences that I've had. That's not even close I lived with that one guy for a whole year and there's a ton of shit that happened um, mostly it was him just kind of doing crazy shit so I don't really want to talk about that but anyway yeah the rest of the podcast is going to be probably about Shambhala and just random crap that I want to talk about <laughs> well I wanted to talk about that before too but just random rants and shit I guess I don't know man yeah so I like oh my god i didn't take a hit of weed i just looked at my pipe i took a a drink of my coffee and set it down and right next to where i set it down is my pipe oh my gosh anybody listening is gonna be like he never took a hit because nobody's gonna listen to this part (laughs) fuck well anybody that is i guess you get a special little treat i'm gonna take a hit of weed unless you don't unless you're not into that in that case it's not really a treat but hey just hang out for a second or smoke with me if you do smoke so I talked about how much I loved 
the totems at music festivals because I've noticed it's not at all raves. There's lots of, I think, venue areas that just don't allow them, which makes sense because some people have totems that are like fucking 20 feet tall and stuff, like ridiculously tall. I made one this past weekend that, well, more like past week. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I made one this past week that I'm pretty happy with. I think after looking at everybody's, they're so well made. When I first got into this whole scene, I remember seeing totems and thinking that people buy them from somewhere because they look so professionally made, especially at Shambhala. Well, every music festival, they're just, they're all so, they look professionally done. They look like they're made, um, like, by a machine or something they they look too perfect and um props to people that make totems that that good mine is not mine like people have lights that line their that like make words or line the areas of their totem i don't know mine's not mine's not quite as nice i used to like these string wire lights instead of using like the strip lights that are super straight and um really bright and usually one solid color i chose these like wiry stringy lights that don't look quite as nice i mean i could maybe add i could maybe add some more lights so my totem i should really just pop up a picture but that sounds like so much work um, my totem is this, like, it's, it's this little mini raver dude, basically, and he's made out of styrofoam. He's only, he's probably like a foot by a foot long and tall, tall and wide. He's not very big, but he's got, like, a little, two little arms, and he's got, like, a little totem himself, and he's got, like, little glasses, um, he doesn't have legs because I didn't feel like adding them. It sounded like a lot of work. But then underneath him, I have like a bunch of these fake leaves and shit, and then lights scattered throughout those. Well, I actually bought lights or fake leaves that had lights already like embedded in it, which was pretty cool. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and then I have like a little handle that's made out of this this scarf I gotta add a little bit more to the handle but yeah I have like this scarf kind of dangling off well it creates the handle and then uh, part of it dangles off on the side and yeah I mean it's pretty cool I'm pretty happy with it I think it was innovative but at the same time it's just not as professionally and clean looking as everybody's from uh from Shambla, from other music festivals, you know, mine just looks not not as clean, man. It's not. It doesn't look as professionally done. It looks like a child made it. Um, and I, like I said, I'm pretty happy with it. But at the same time, I keep looking at everybody else's, and I'm like, damn it, everybody else's. Is, for one, they're way taller. It's only mine is only four feet tall, because that was the only option I had basically so I went to Walmart because it said that there was a wooden pole which would have been perfect with the leaves and stuff it is what it is but yeah I went to Walmart and it there was supposed to be this I think six foot wooden pole for like four dollars and when I went there it just wasn't there I'm guessing somebody probably picked it up and moved it or maybe it was in the back area I don't fucking know in like the back stock area I'm not sure but it wasn't there and the only option that was there was this four foot black painting pole and it's made out of metal I'm not entirely against it. I mean, I'm happy with it. I think it actually looks pretty cool. It's a little bit less distracting than than the white pole, than like PVC. But the reason why people choose PVC is because it's super light. And I didn't realize that. I mean, you'd think that a painting pole, like when I say painting pole, because I don't know what the fuck else to call it. I just mean like, you know, those rollers, like the, 
the pull part of it that you would attach the ruler to. That's what I used as uh, the totem part, the actual pull. It, it's just a little bit heavier. It's a lot heavier than PVC, and it's noticeable. Um, I mean, I'm trying to get... I'm trying to get a little bit more used to it. It's still not bad, because like I said, it is meant for painting. It's meant to be used with a roller, so you, you wouldn't expect it to be all that heavy, but it's made out of metal, and that kind of causes you to lose some, or gain some, some weight there. And yeah, there's some little things like that that I wish I would have done differently. But like I said, for the most part, out of 10, I'd give it like... I give it like a seven. I give it like a seven, yeah. Because there's lots of things that I could have done differently. I would have liked a wooden pole for the weight, and because I think it would have matched with the leaves a lot better. Um, not to mention, it like makes the this like I don't know if you can really hear that, but it like makes noises because of the metal, and it wouldn't do that if it was if it was wood. And it's colder to grab the the pole is since it's made out of metal and I feel like that's not as cozy feeling <laughs> I don't know but overall like I said seven seven out of ten if I had some different lights like the strip lights and some other things I maybe could have made it a little bit more professionally well made or at least made it look a little bit cleaner but at the same time I don't know it's at least it's done well I still have a couple little things I also got this like rubber stopper on the bottom so it doesn't just slide all over the place it actually like stays in place if you put it up against the wall or something which is fucking awesome I love that because before it was like a plastic handle on the bottom for the uh, paint roller you know well that yeah fuck you know like one end you attach the paint roller to and then the other end there's like this plastic handle anyways it just kept sliding all over the place and I actually broke him I broke the little the guy off of the top of the pole twice because it kept sliding around and it would just like fall over and yeah so I'm glad that I got that rubber stopper on the bottom it has a handle which is pretty cool it's not that heavy it's just that if it was made out of wood or PVC, it would really be easy to to swing around in the air. And I do like that it's four feet tall because it gives me the ability to, like, put it up in the air or take it down. You know, like, it doesn't have to stay in the air, which is nice. I wish that it was maybe, like, a foot or two taller. Yeah. I just, like, put it on my chair to compare the height oh that would be so cool if it was like just as tall as i am i'm not six feet tall but if it was if this was six feet tall that would have been perfect i also thought that it extended that was i guess my fault for not checking that beforehand but since i it was a paint roller i thought that like it would extend out when but then i got home and i straight up tried to grab the thing and like extend it out and obviously it didn't <laughs> I felt like a dumbass but I was also pretty upset because I wanted to extend it I wanted to have the ability to like choose how tall it is you know instead of just having one set height but like I said I am happy that I can kind of bring it down a little bit and not have it like blocking anybody's vision if I don't want to or if I'm in a really crowded space you know and I don't have the ability to be swinging a fucking totem around above my head you know, it, it's nice to to be able to bring it in a little bit closer to me and, and not have a 20-foot fucking totem that I have to deal with. I feel like that would kind of suck. I feel like that would take away from the dancing and stuff. Maybe not. Um, but I like the ability to put it up into the air. I don't know. Like I said, it's not perfect. There's lots of things I would have done differently. I will do differently if I do make another one or make a different one. But it wasn't very cheap. Like, if you add up all the different materials... Like, he's made out of... He, he, he doesn't look professionally done at all, right? But um, for using a bunch of, like, styrofoam and um, pipe cleaners and plastic glasses for a child, you'd think 
that it would have been like really cheap to make but in actuality I think it was around 60 to 70 dollars to make this four foot tall totem that I'm not entirely happy with you know it does light up like I said I've I do have lights like quite a few lights which is nice but and it does feel like a, a cool walking staff like for when I'm walking around Shambhala I think it'll be great to like use as a walking stick kind of thing you know my fucking psychedelic weird trippy totem pole walking stick <laughs> um but at the same time a part of me is like I want to make another one that's better I don't know we'll see anyways I just spent like what fucking eight minutes talking about a goddamn totem pole that I made <laughs> I just love I love it dude every time I come home I just like want to pick it up and hold it <laughs> Like, right now, I'm holding it, and I just, I love it. I love the totem pole. Yeah, man, I don't know. I'm I'm still having shitty-ass luck, the rave community, dude. I think I was, I think I'm right in the sense of thinking that it's basically like every other community. I think that there's, at music festivals, I don't know, dude. They're like, there's this plur and all, all, a bunch of stuff like that, but it feels like... It feels like I haven't... Maybe it's just me, but it just... It feels like I'm not included in that. It doesn't feel like people are treating me any differently than usual. Maybe not. I don't know. Like, I keep having conversations with people on Radiate. And then they'll just, like, stop talking to me out of nowhere. And it won't even be a boring conversation. Like, this one dude... I had this... I had this long-ass conversation with this one dude. And then out of nowhere he just like made conversation he stops talking to me and i was like dude what the what the fuck it was so weird i don't know i'm like maybe people just delete the app or just don't want to talk to me anymore but like i said it's it'll be out of nowhere i'll be having good conversations with people and then just boom done talking to me and it's like okay fine f fuck you too so much for plur the fuck i don't know I feel like if even uh, like the other day, like there's this dude who posted this fucking like thirst trap picture, I guess. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I saw the comment. The first comment was like, hey, it was this chick that was like, hey. And then after that, it was just this, this fucking, this, this storm of comments about how radiate has turned into this dating app this borderline dating app and stuff and it's true yeah even the girl was like um yeah it's always been this way <laughs> and she's probably right you know it's just it feels like the rave community is the same as every community it's just that i don't know I don't know, man. I, like I said, I'm waiting to be proven wrong. I said the same thing in my last podcast, and it feels like I just keep proving myself more right. I just keep being proven right more and more. I'll have a conversation with somebody that'll just end out of nowhere. There's things like Radiate that still seem like fucking Tinder, but a weird version, and <laughs> it's crap like that that just make it feel the same as every other community make it feel the same as as everywhere else you know but the good news is that i think the people at music festivals and definitely at shambhala are still i don't know see i've had like three conversations four conversations with people on radiate that are going to shambhala like that one guy that i had a full conversation with in the midway through it just out of fucking nowhere he stops talking to me that guy was going to Shambhala, and he was giving me a bunch of Shambhala information. I actually talked about him on one of the podcasts because he gave me some pretty useful information to go to the Frontier Patterson border crossing, and then out of nowhere, the guy just stops talking to me. I don't know. It's so fucking weird, man. I mean, I guess it's not. I get it. People are people. <laughs> people are people. I mean, I just, I don't know. It would have been nice for this community to treat me a little bit differently than everywhere else you know because i don't fit in with uh, anything else in like where i'm at right now in this location wise you know like 
I'm in an area that is surrounded by farmers and lots of rednecks and hicks, and I don't fit in with that, you know. And I do fit in much more with the rave community, and and I don't know. I'm getting off topic. There is no topic besides Shambhala. But like I said, there's still lots of time before then. I just want to ride to the fucking festival, dude. I just want a ride. That's all. I posted on Facebook. I tried. I tried posting on Facebook, and that did not go well. Nobody really replied, but I had one of my own friends post. Oh, this guy's such an asshole. This dude literally wrote on my fucking, on my post in the discussion board. I don't know how he found it. I don't know how he found it. He claimed to be a part of the group, but then when I went to, like, invite people, it literally, he was the first person that popped up. So I think he went onto my profile and, like, maybe I'm assuming the worst of this guy. But keep in mind, this guy, I don't know, this guy's fucking frustrating. He's like a leech. You know, those people that just are constantly asking you for things and, like, that one that one guy or one girl, one person that's just always asking you for something. Hey, can I get five bucks? Hey, can I get a cigarette? Hey, can you give me this? Hey, will you do this? He's one of those people. And I post into this discussion board and he straight up told me, he wrote in the comments, message me, bro. Like, and not only are people going to see that and think, oh, it looks like he found a ride, but the guy also wasn't offering a ride. He just wanted something from me. Instead of being like, yeah, dude, let's go to Shambhala. He just wanted something. And it's, it was, I just, uh, that was, that was not a good sign. That was not a good sign. <laughs> when I was talking about how it seemed like everything was, how Shambhala was calling to me, that, that was unfortunate. That was definitely not a negative sign, which I'm willing to acknowledge, you know. At least I'm not just ignoring it and being like, eh, it's nothing. Because it definitely is. Um, that sucked. That really sucked. But, so I think it's just going to be me going by myself, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm really worried about my car, dude. I hate the idea of taking my car across country, especially when I, it should be so much easier to find a ride. It should not be this hard, but the fact that it's in Canada, I think that's the main thing like it would be if i was in canada really anywhere in canada i feel like it would be pretty easy to find somebody that's going to the festival to find a ride but the fact that i'm in denver colorado is very specific and the fact that i need a ride is also very specific i don't know i've seen i've seen so many different areas dude i've seen seattle and texas dallas texas and seattle washington i like way more than that people from california and all these different places but nowhere in colorado so i'm not sure man i'm not sure how to get a ride i'm not sure how to find people anymore i keep going on to radiate in in hopes but it's it's looking pretty pretty slim chances of finding carpool group which sucks because not only is it rough on my car, is it, not only am I worried about my car getting me there and back, but also in the long run, like afterward, that's probably going to fuck up my car. That's probably going to, I'm probably going to have to do a ton of repairs or some shit after I do a long trip like that. Yeah, we'll see as it gets closer to the day. I might post again and radiate and see, see if anybody will help me out with a ride. I don't know, I keep getting different responses. You know, some people are like, you got time, and then other people are like, it's way too close to the festival to find a ride now, and I don't know. The fucking tickets are sold out, so I guess it, thinking about it in that sense, if the tickets are sold out and I haven't been able to find a ride, the chances of me finding one now probably isn't going to happen. <sighs> that sucks, dude. That sucks. I don't know. I guess I'll just have to take myself figure out a, a way to get my car there i just i'll have to do a ton of repairs and i don't know man it's just gonna be rough on my car i don't want to do that but having my friend post on my fucking comment on my post like that oh that was so frustrating dude and i was like come on man people are gonna think that you're offering to ride with me 
dummy. And you're not. So why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. At least I got my totem done. Somewhat. I want to remake it, but... I mean, I, I really like it and it's cool, but it just... It, like I said, it doesn't have a very professional quality to it that that everybody else's totem seems to have at music festivals. You know? I don't know. My car has been really trustworthy, and if I get some, some big things done with it, maybe... Maybe it'll be trustworthy taking it 20 hours across country. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know, man. But, yeah, I was also... I'll try not to talk too much about this since it's coming up on an hour for the podcast here. Um, I was also just thinking about how, like, Shambhala does feel like home to me. And I was just wondering, how do people... How do people truly make that home? How do how do people like live at music festivals? Basically, like they have to go back to reality at some point, right? You can't just migrate from festival to festival. And I think a part of that is just finding. Well, like I know that there's a lot of vendors that have their own shops and stuff, and then go from festival to festival. So I guess that that's an idea. I don't know. I don't want to take away the fun of festivals by making it a job basically but i guess if you enjoy your job then you're not taking away from it depending you know i i don't know i just i wish that i could just live at shambhala (laughs) i think everybody does that goes to shambhala but i don't know i'm just not not happy where i'm where i'm at dude i hate this location that i'm at and I don't like my job. I don't like school. I just want to I want to start my life and go to festivals and I don't know. I'm getting off topic. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll probably end it here. Yeah, man. Um thanks for listening. This has been not for thought. Have a nice day.